Welcome to My Heart Songs, podcast number 136, Thanatopia Part 8. I appreciate various traditions. The final skill described in Thanatopia, conscious aging and a good death. I present musings on dealing with the body, appreciating ancestors, afterlife, and ritual celebrations. Happy Mother's Day. My mom died 49 years ago while I was in medical school. I still remember how off she looked in the coffin, not at all like her. I can also feel the upset in my body recalling the Catholic priest who came in to say prayers and consistently mispronounced her name as he droned on and on. I wish I had the awareness expressed in this podcast back then. George Carlin never fails to make me laugh out loud. If it's true that our species is alone in the universe, then I'd have to say the universe aimed rather low and settled for very little. Frisbetarianism is the belief that when you die, your soul goes up on the roof and gets stuck. (laughs) Some find it a comforting notion that dead humans, like the rest of the animal kingdom, simply decompose and nourish the soil with their bodies, and thus participate in the great cycle of life. In this sense, death is a final act of giving back to the planet that has supported and nurtured me through my life. Some might take it further and believe that my vitality, my energy and power, also dissolves into the greater whole and contributes to the universal life pulse that surges throughout the cosmos. These ideas need not contradict religious beliefs of rebirth, reincarnation, or life of a soul after death. My biological birthing and dying are of this earth, with all its wonder and everyday miracles. Viewed from this perspective, the idea of rejoicing when someone dies makes total sense. Beyond their relief from pain or illness, their passing reaffirms the deep connection we all have to the web of life. I can eulogize all of their contributions, not only to other human beings, but how softly they walked on the earth like the signs at entrances to nature reserves. I can honor all their little actions that left nothing but footprints, took nothing but photos, kept nothing but memories, burned nothing but calories, and killed nothing but time. I thus honor both the life force that surges within and the planet that sustains me. Like a drop of rain surrendering to the ocean, I emerged from a creative force, and to that I shall return. The oldest known Homo sapiens grave yet found in Africa is around 78,000 years old. Based on the placement of the bones, the researchers involved believe that the very young child was wrapped up in some kind of shroud. A study of 57 different cultures found that most of them included death rituals in which people viewed corpses, with families also having some physical contact with the bodies, including touching, kissing, washing, and dressing them. This close involvement, found in so many different ethnic perspectives, reinforces the truth that seeing the dead body is both the most difficult and the most helpful part of accepting that a death is real. In what ways do I still deny the coming of my own death, including plans for my body's disposal? How might a fuller acceptance of death also support being environmentally conscious? Many believe that the greatest environmental threat to the planet and the human species is overpopulation. So some are focusing on creating new ways for disposing of our dead in green ways. Do I really want to look like Sleeping Beauty or Snow White? 
have all my blood drained from a vein while another tube is inserted into my carotid artery near my clavicle so a blender on steroids can pump in toxic embalming fluid. It's formaldehyde and other chemicals designed to erase death's natural pallor by plumping up the skin. Me with cosmetics, no hair to fix, seems a strange proposition. And then the final incision in the lower abdomen to puncture the intestines, stomach, and the bladder in order to suction out fluids and dispel gases. More stronger embalming fluid, and then I am ready to be seen. I don't think so. Not for me. The whole funeral industry attempts to maintain the illusion that I can forever ignore death. Cotton stuffed into pale cheeks, jaw sewn to keep the mouth closed, fluids injected to preserve the corpse. For what? A contented smile molded on the face they tried to make the dead appear robust and happy, denying death even in death. Embalmed bodies in coffins with concrete liners and the entire cryonics field, aiming to preserve dead people for later revival, speak to some need to avoid the final frontier. A growing group of entrepreneurs are trying to challenge the death-denial practices of the funeral industry. The $1,500 Infinity Burial Suit incorporates mushrooms meant to break down a human corpse, cleanse it of toxins, and distribute nutrients back into the soil. The BIOS urn is a fully biodegradable urn designed to convert our loved one into a tree after life. The upper part contains a seed and a soil mix. The lower holds the ashes during the decomposition period of the urn and aids the development of the tree seed. There is now a Green Burial Council, which certifies whether various new products are actually earth-friendly. Curious and imaginative folks may be drawn to such methods, which are still a long way from mainstream. Maybe all the cemeteries will be converted into forests, bodies transformed and returned to life through nature. Woodland burial is an English tradition. Be a tree. Turn yourself into a forest. Set within acres of countryside, amidst the peace and tranquility of an arboretum, graced by flowers and shrubs, a woodland burial ground provides a natural alternative to a traditional cemetery or graveyard. Instead of using a standard headstone, graves are marked by the planting of a memorial tree. Ashes can also be buried or scattered within the grounds. As the whole world begins to embrace being green, enterprising funeral directors are starting to join the parade. There are some 120,000 cemeteries in the U.S. alone, some owned by family, but most controlled by the 10 major companies that dominate the death industry. It was only in 1984, over loud protests by the funeral industry, that the Federal Trade Commission created the Funeral Rule, a buyer's rights sort of document, which, among other things, requires a funeral business to give prices by phone and disclose that, aside from special exceptions in some states, embalming is not required by law. Burying plastic, stamped steel, and Chipboard, components of a traditional coffin, is similar to placing a pile of trash in the earth. A lot of pesticides and water frequently go into keeping those cemetery lawns looking good. The expense of such resources, the absurdity of prep room toxin and formaldehyde-laden bodies, plus the real possibility of aquifer contamination, is finally motivating environmentally aware people to make different choices. Biodegradable, beautifully designed, lightweight, woven coffins are another relatively new item on the market. 
They don't involve cutting down trees and preserve the skilled craftsmanship involved in weaving and paper handicraft arts. We can be part of the solution by supporting initiatives and best practices such as the Natural Burial Company. Death has been sanitized, professionalized, and removed from daily life. The phrase TMI, too much information, comes to mind. As a culture, many prefer the convenience of outsourcing what was once a community activity. Dying as late as the early 1900s meant that members of your family would lay you out on a table at home, wash and dress you, and sit beside you with friends, singing and praying. Cotton in the ears and nose, as well as scented candles and flowers, kept the odors of the decaying body at bay. As the grave was dug, you would be wrapped in a shroud of some sort, then likely placed in a six-sided casket, tapered at feet and head, and carried on the shoulders of relatives to the local cemetery. Children were part of the whole process, rather than being shielded from it. Death and decay, a natural event with no need of denial. There is finally a home death care guide with practical suggestions for caring for a loved one's body in the hours and days after death. Tending to and spending time with the body of a deceased loved one is a way of reclaiming the most essential aspects of life. It provides a private cocoon devoid of intruding strangers where the final goodbyes can be shared in a slow, intimate manner, easing the transition to after. Such a movement is in part inspired by the documentary on home funerals in the parlor, The Final Goodbye, and the work of groups such as the Funeral Consumer Alliance working to change outdated laws concerning family control of the body. Even with a sudden or hospital death, it is possible to care for and lay the body out at home, though the bureaucratic hoops may be extensive. I am certainly giving serious thought to how I want my body to be treated and disposed of after death. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.